This Shabbat has a special name, Shabbat Shira, the Shabbat of song. Because in this week's Torah portion, Bishalach, after God splits the Red Sea and the Israelites escape from Egypt, we read in Exodus 15, Az Yashir Moshe Uvnei Israel et Hashira Chazot Ladonai. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang a song to God. This song is known as Shirat Hayam, the song of the sea, because it is what they sang as they crossed the Red Sea. It is one of the oldest and most distinct texts in the Torah. And the reason that this Shabbat is called Shabbat Shirah, it's the Shabbat of song. When you look at an actual Torah scroll, as Sadie and McKenna will do tomorrow morning, the Shirat Hayam, the Song of the Sea, is a rare break in the text. Usually it's all one uniform column, but for this poem, there are spaces in between each of the stanzas so that it's more like poetry rather than prose. And the resulting pattern of weaving stanzas look like waves. It's as if out of nowhere, there is a sea in the middle of the text. And as Cantor Addy taught us earlier, there are two sections of Shirat Hayam. First, Moses leads the people, and then his sister, Miriam, sings. So if you translate Bnei Israel not as the people Israel, but as the sons of Israel, it was a two-part round. The men were on one side, and then the women were on the other, and they were singing back and forth in freedom, in celebration, in victory. The Hebrew word Shirah means both song and poem. They're one in the same, because poetry was always sung during the time of the Torah. And Shirat Hayam is filled with beautiful metaphors for God's might. Moses and Miriam use the power of song to express the awe and majesty of the moment, going beyond the limits of prose to capture the grandeur of God and the greatness of the Exodus. Five years ago on Shabbat Bishalach, Debbie Friedman died at only 59 years old. Hundreds attended her funeral in Southern California, including Rabbi Rodich, and over 7,000 people watched it streaming online. You may know Debbie Friedman's music from camp or youth group or synagogue Shabbat services or even Carnegie Hall, where she performed several times. Or maybe you don't even realize that your favorite songs at Shabbat services were written by Debbie Friedman. I've met Orthodox Jews that sing Havdalah, as if it came from Mount Sinai, when in fact Debbie Friedman wrote it exactly 40 years ago this year. Debbie integrated traditional Hebrew liturgy with creative English translations in a folk musical style that rocked the Reformed Jewish sacred music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. She was not the only composer responsible for this radical change, but she really became a symbol for all those that did. In 1980, the Reformed Judaism magazine published an article titled, The New Trend in Synagogue Music, describing the rise in popularity and the use of music that was being written and sung by composers like Debbie Friedman at summer camps and at youth group. And in it, Rabbi Danny Friedlander, who is now the head of the World Union for Progressive Judaism, but at the time was a little bit younger, he predicted that youth music will predominate in the reform movement. 
And in response, Cantor Richard Bodden, who was the cantor of Central Synagogue in New York, a prominent reform cantor, wrote a letter to the editor saying, young, well-meaning rabbis who are products of the guitar-playing 60s and who have not been exposed to dedicated experts have been imposing that 60s folk rock taste on musically naive congregants. They seem to feel that this kind of participation is the answer to the ennui displayed at worship services. Debbie wrote a letter to the editor in response to the article, but she took the opposite approach. She criticized the article for implying that this new style of music was only for children. She wrote, I began writing music after realizing that I had gone to service after service where there was little or no opportunity for congregational participation. Though camp was a place in which we experimented with this music, it wasn't partic particularly meant for an age group. We who composed it knew well that children who sang together were a microcosm of the potential which could be found in their parents' congregations. We were hopeful that they would take it back to share with their family and friends. And that is exactly what happened. That really was the great thing about Debbie. She didn't shrink from such accusations, she embraced them. She was thoughtful and fearless in her commitment, and she didn't let it bother her that there was so much criticism from the establishment about her music. When I was in rabbinical school at the Hebrew Union College in New York, we had just invited Debbie to come teach. That was 2007, after many years of barring the doors from her entry. But she did not hold a grudge. She embraced the opportunity the minute they opened the door to her to learn from faculty, to share with the students, and to deepen her knowledge of traditional Judaism. I know this sounds funny, but when she would get in the elevator, all of my classmates, it was like a rock star, had entered. We would get nervous. We would say, hi, Debbie. It's so nice to see you. We, would, we literally, I mean, when she first started teaching, we asked for her autograph. She really was the celebrity, the rock star of our youth. She was the one who really inspired us as kids. And in many cases, there were people in rabbinical school who she had inspired to become a rabbi or a cantor. She was very down to earth and generous. And she wasn't the most amazing vocalist, but she loved Torah and it always inspired her music. She was a real student of the text. When she passed away in 2011, after many years of failing health, her generosity of spirit was reflected back to HUC through a gift from Bonnie Tisch in exchange for naming the Cantorial School in Debbie's memory, the Debbie Friedman School of Sacred Music. A bit ironic, but also very fitting. On this Shabbat, on this Shabbat Shirah, Shabbat B'Shalach, we honor Debbie Friedman and the absolute renaissance she created in Jewish worship in every sense of the word with music, with spirituality, with increased focus on women. Her legacy is still playing out in the major institutions of the Jewish world today. It is even playing out here tonight. It says something about our own transformation of worship at Emmanuel that our two cantors created this special service this evening. Change is hard. Even when change is needed and for the best, it is a hard process. Crossing the Red Sea was hard. The Israelites needed generosity of faith. They needed the strength to forgive. They needed the ability to express their spiritual selves through song, just as Debbie did. 
and just as she enables us to do tonight and in the future. It really is fitting that Debbie Friedman's Hebrew yard site is during Shabbat Shirah. She brought poetry and song to an entire congregation, an entire generation of American Jews, and transformed worship in the reform movement and beyond. Debbie, Zichorna Livracha, may your memory be for a blessing. We honor you by remembering your spirit and by continuing to sing your music. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.